To another podcast of Essential Pedagogy. I'm Steph the Educator, and I am so excited to come to you today to talk about the next topic. Well, our topic is about school and the law. There have been a lot of laws that has recently just come into uh, fruition in Texas, and a lot of them have to do with education. And I want to talk to you guys about that. But before I get into it, I want to just remind everyone that the reason why um, I started this podcast is really as a ministry. It's not like I'm trying to get rich off of it. And If I was, I probably would have had my YouTube channel up and running, and I don't yet, but I will. Um, so it just started as a ministry, how I started working with parents um, in a, for my business, my tutoring business which is Time and Attention Tutoring. And you can find me on Facebook, Time and Attention Tutoring. Um, and uh, working with parents, and I just built so much compassion because I didn't realize how much um, people outside of education do not know about the ins and outs of education, the law, um, because we all get inundated with our own expertise, um, you know, School is just kind of a sidebar, and we just trust the people that be to to get it done. And um, sometimes we do, and sometimes we don't. This leads me to tell you that it has always been my hope that as a result of listening to this podcast, people within the profession and all others grow in compassion for one another and getting an inside view of the complex structure of the American education system. So without further ado, I would like to name this episode because I really feel passionate about it. And I would take off my teacher hat and say, damned if you do and damned if you don't. The reason why I'm calling it that is because it's catch 22. It's another way of saying it's a catch 22. I want to talk about these new laws that came into play and they're covering a span of school safety, tutoring, academics, and hair. Okay. Just the topics alone, how we fell on this with all the, all the things in this world. And I know school safety is a thing big time, especially in Texas with our guns. Um, And we've talked about this before on this podcast. So uh, I want to just talk to you in brief about school safety. There's been laws uh, that were passed about schools. And um, a lot of this came about from the Uvalde fallout and tragedy of um, children being um, murdered um, by a shooter coming into their school. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
this greatly affected our school system. Um, and uh, I feel like people's feet moved on this topic because of um, the public nature all of that uh, took. When people actually could not identify their children after the shooting because they were elementary students and elementary students really aren't mandated to wear identification around their neck or anything like that. Um, it was just a sad, sad thing. And a lot of the um, backlash of the police department and training and things like that, yeah. Tons of new laws passed on the first. So yes, read up on it. Uh, so school safety. School safety, we all now have armed officers on all of our campus. Um, they actually started having that. They already had it at the secondary schools um, I, and uh, now elementary schools. Now, they, this was school district led when it came to secondary schools. There are lots of issues um, when it comes to safety in the schools that secondary schools is unique to secondary schools than it is in elementary schools because the kids are older. OK, you can have a 21 year old in high school. Just letting you know. It's not favorable, but it can happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we have armed officers there. Um, actually, today I was walking the halls and me and my congenial self, uh, when I saw someone that I didn't recognize in the hall, they of course had a district ID on them. I said, hello, how are you? What might you be doing today in this building? Now, um, the man, I saw him a couple of times in the halls and he was looking at doors and, and things like that. And I spoke, how are you? And he said, I'm doing fine. How are you? And I'm like, I'm fine. What you doing today? Because <laughs> I'm nosy and I, I you know, I um, have my car keys on me at all times and my, my cell phone. So. Uh, he said that he was making a map of the school that the district needs to have. Um, and some of the renovations of schools have made some of the maps of the schools outdated. So therefore, if there's an emergency, then we don't know where all exits or classroom doors lead to. So that was a very comforting thing that we now are getting maps officially. And I think they got funding of that, more funding than anything else. Not school, not teacher salaries, though. <laughs> uh, so school safety, armed, um, armed officers at every campus. Now, with the allotment of this, I think it's averaging about $10 per kid for uh, that it is allotted for school safety. And like I've told you guys before, um, when it comes to education and the law and where money goes, that money has to go, there has to be a certain amount of money going certain places, okay? So when there's a certain amount of money going to certain places because the law deems it, then um, other areas suffer. And those other areas are teacher salaries, okay? I am a teacher, I'm a little biased, but not that much. 
uh, because I love children and I want them to have the best. I want them to have a lot of things that um, life has to offer. <clears throat> I want to talk to you guys about um, tutoring. Um, I forget what the house bill is called, but in tutoring, um, they found that the kids fell behind, um, the students fell behind in uh, tutoring, not in tutoring, but in academics and test scores because of the pandemic. And so in reaction to that, um, <laughs> in reaction to that, um, there was a law saying that these students that we know um, that are not scoring well had to get a certain amount of tutoring in every um, main academic area, math, reading, um, science, wherever they fell the lowest in, in these areas, um, or they had the, the most crucial impact, which reading um, impacts them all. Uh, however, um, uh, if they also had low science scores or low math scores, then our our fifth grade babies that were coming up into sixth grade, then we identified them and they were in a sheltered um, class for about 45 minutes a day until they reached that maximum minute that they had to a year. Um, and then they were released to a regular um, um, they use that time when we were doing advisory, which is a lot of character ed and um, just training and extra reading um, vocabulary strategies and things like that, test taking strategies that we do in there. They These children were identified and put into a classroom so they can reach their minutes of tutoring. Um, <clears throat> It was a law that the they only it had to be two students per teacher. Tell me if you think that happened. Realistically, um, so then I think teachers rallied and said, "Hey, this cannot happen with the amount of teachers that we have on uh, our campuses." Um, we are already at a deficit because there's not a lot of people going into the profession of teaching, not to mention there are people who are teachers who are deciding to leave, um, leave the profession forever and ever, amen. And also um, people are new to profession and find that they are just not, um, this is not what they thought it would be. Uh, and leave mid-year or even before then. So they came back and said that, hey, instead of 30 minutes a day or a certain amount of hours to reach these hours, um, then and two children per teacher, they made it four children per teacher. And I wonder if you think that is happening as well in the secondary school, realistically. Um, we are pulling as many kids as we can and helping as many kids as we can. And you're trying to get the most need 
or the most at-risk students available to you to, um, to get this help. All right, so we need help. The next topic is hair. And of course, we know about the Crown Act and how that went through. And we're so thankful. And finally, Texas is putting it into um, putting following um, what federal is, law is saying. Don't discriminate people about their hair. Don't make them feel some kind of way. Don't make them, um, don't exclude them from having a graduation ceremony with everyone else because of their hair. I want to talk about this for just a second. My son has uh, locks. Some people call them dreadlocks. Um, some people don't like the word dread and they just say locks. I'm going to call them locks. He has locks. Both of my sons have locks, but my oldest son have had them for longer. So um, when my son started growing out his hair, we were really um, a conservative family, his dad and I, and I'm still somewhat conservative. Uh, I wouldn't say a traditional conservative as far as an insurrectionist type of conservative. I would say I am more of a diplomatic black descendant of Africa. Now, I'll say descendant, but I've never been to Africa. And I wouldn't say I'm African. I'm an American, and I happen to have African blood in my line of family. When my son started growing his locks, I was a little concerned, and I was like, you know, what's going on? You know, you're getting ready to graduate from high school, and I'm concerned that you... Um, maybe looked at a certain way. Um, I was always concerned about my sons because I have boys, not boys, young men now. I need to change my words. Uh, young men who I was always concerned about their safety when they're outside of my home. And so I did not allow my children to go out the house and wife beaters and slides with socks on. Just didn't. Not that I think it's awful, but I know what the perception is out there. So I didn't allow it. Now, uh, my son's retort to me was, and at the time my hair was straightened by a relaxer. He said, Mom, just because your hair is straight doesn't mean they forget you're black. And just because my hair is cut low doesn't mean they forget I'm black. And at that, I left him alone about his hair because he's absolutely right. It doesn't matter. Wear your hair the way you want to. And since then, I went natural and now I have locks to call sister lock. Oh. <laughs> We're going now to 
uh, laws of um, more academics. So uh, they allotted uh, earmarks for um, professional programs and subscriptions for teachers to make their job easier and they call it for curriculum okay we already know what curriculum is is mandated by the state those things are um, chosen and crafted by uh, organizations that are chosen out of the state of Texas and built off of national standards. Our state standards are based off of national standards. Now, we do have some interpretations that may be different. And of course, we have Texas history where everybody doesn't have Texas history. Okay, so we do have a little bit of nuances. So what I think this money has gone to in my school district can't speak for all others but i think it's gone to subscriptions to um what uh what's the acrobat oh it's gone to subscriptions to uh canva now we have a professional uh subscription to canva we also have um yeah 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 adobe a professional subscription to Adobe. And we got training on those things this summer. I hate training. When you say training, it's like training a dog. So we got professional development on, on these things this summer. And so um, I don't, there's a learning curve when it comes to technology, always. So Adobe offers video recording. You can do presentations and fancy presentations where you can have your voice on PowerPoint could have done you could have done that with PowerPoint anyhow uh, presentations they also have templates as well as Canva has templates too where you can make flyers and presentations very easy very seamless and I don't have any skills and I made a great flyer which included a QR code, which um, asked for supplies that we did not get this year, which included tissue, Lysol, glue. Um, what else did we need? Um, various things that we did not get this year. And I believe there were two reasons why. Um, we put out communication uh, at the end of the year for this up and coming year, last year at the end of the year for the upcoming year through PTA and PTA ordered exact amounts um, that was ordered through the that organization and no extra. Who got extra money? Who got extra money? Just in case people want to buy it the first day of school. Nobody. And people wanted to buy them first day of school, the shrink wrap school supply packs. So guess what? I got one out of all my advisory class. One, one person brought things. I have four uh, hand sanitizer pumps and we know COVID is up. 
may not be as detrimental as it has been in the past, but who knows where it's going to go? We don't know. And people are still getting sick. I had a co-worker have to be admitted to the emergency room. Uh, so I feel like I listened to some state legislature and the breakdown of it and people having a conference about it on um, line. Teachers did not get approved to get a raise. Um, this raise was supposed to be anywhere from $6,000 to $8,000, one-time raise for this year, and it did not pass. And when we, it was asked about in this forum about why it did not pass, they said that when they had surveys given out to teachers, salaries were not high on teachers list but being able to service their students and have the time to service the, the students and the things that we have to do is high up on the list they said that teacher salaries was number two three and sometimes even four okay according to let me let me see where my resource is <laughs> the Texas Tribune, where um, they talked about uh, the state legislature, ATPE was involved in all of this. And they said <clears throat> the people that be, that does all this legislation stuff, said it wasn't high on teachers' list. Now, It's been asked every year about teacher pay. We talk about it every year about teacher pay. People are quitting and we're at a shortage of teachers, shortage of counselors. If that's not communicating that people want more money, I don't know what is. However, when we do send out a survey and if we as teachers say that we're concerned about anything but student achievement, then we're saying shame on you for being a very selfish teacher, teacher. Catch 22. If we put number one on the list is we want more money, we look very, very selfish. That's all right. Maybe they'll catch the hint when people retire and this profession is not replenished like it is. We're already suffering. Teacher retention is low very low i'm not an expert on numbers i'm not a mathematician but when i start seeing numbers around me when you go through two language arts teachers you're on your third one by the springtime in the same position so when you get professionals that are outside our profession people with, with college degrees who've never been teaching, but they have provisional certification because we can't find certified teachers. Then I try to do what I can to help out and make sure that they wanna stay and that I give them some of the knowledge that I have because 
somebody helping our students is better than nobody. So um, I just wanted to come to you today talking to you about these laws. Um, oh, they talked about a panic button in our room. And I, I want to see this happen. I don't know if this is going to happen in phases, but I don't have a panic button in my room at all. 911. Now, we were in a meeting and they told us to carry our phones with us wherever we go. So I think that might be our panic button. Uh, and at the same time, I choose not to get uh, district emails on my phone. And the reason being is because when you start getting uh, district emails, district programs, depending on the program, when you agree to have them on your phone or personal device, you're agreeing for someone to be able to sift through your device for whatever they want and see whatever they want. Now, I'm not saying I'm hiding any uh, provocative things. What I am saying, though, is is nobody's business what's on my phone but mine. So I don't choose to have those things on my phone, but I will carry my phone for 911 purposes. Okay, or 988 purposes for mental health uh, emergencies. Um, did y'all know about that? Like it's 988 for mental health. Why we have that is because when people would dial 911 and there was a mental health concern, a lot of times the mental health patient, uh, the object of the concern who may have been having an episode, um, would be treated like a criminal when they were having a mental health crisis. So uh, now we have 988. So in case you guys didn't know that, it's a difference between the numbers. You still get to talk to somebody in an emergency situation, but 988 is what you will call for um, a mental health emergency and 911 for other types of emergencies. Okay, isn't that neat? Uh, like I said, guys, this is a catch 22 and I work real hard every single day. I was just sharing with the producer today that I got 12,000 steps today in a classroom, in a school. I didn't run around a track for five miles. I didn't. I was in that school from 7.22 to 4.12 today, walking around that school. I got my steps in. I work hard. I monitor my kids. I call parents. I spend 30 minutes on the phone with one, one, and I have 130-something kids, 37, and I talked to one parent for 30 minutes. I haven't gotten to all my parents. When we have long conversations like that, then I try to cut short, but I have true concerns about a child, especially when it comes to, um, you know, them being at risk for certain reasons and us coming up with ideas on how we're going to problem solve. Sometimes it takes 30 minutes. So uh, 
forgive me if I don't get around to calling and making a personal phone call to all 137 parents. I do make contact where I email um, if we are failing or things like that. And we have programs that can generate emails automatically. You can put things in and send them out as a blast. So, um, but there are certain times when a personal phone call is the best thing you can do. So anyway, I just wanted to say that this is called Damned If You Do, Damned If You Don't. But we're going to keep fighting the good fight. Fighting the good fight. And that's what I'm here for. This is uh, the ministry. This is what I've signed up for. This is where my gifts lie. So I'm going to keep doing it until the day that I die. Now, I am going to retire on time. But I'm going to be an educator for the rest of my life. And I'm proud of that. So now I want to tell you how you can get in touch with me. Let me know what you think about these laws. I want you to read up on them. Get you a little, just Google them. Hey, uh, Texas laws, um, 2023. Read up on the school Texas laws. Um, talk to me about how you feel about the new hair laws, tutoring, um, and school safety. They did vote down. Uh, not uh, people 18 and up can uh, buy a gun. So uh, we wanted to, the people in Uvalde wanted to uh, lobby and other people and other friends and, and uh, constituents wanted to, uh, they lobbied for it to be 21, increased to 21. And uh, they shot that down. And of course, we knew that wasn't going to go. Um, in the state of Texas, but hey, we're trying. We're trying. Uh, so I want you to get in touch with me. My number. Oh, no, no, not my phone number. Email. <laughs> I get enough calls, y'all. Email is Stephanie R. Powell at me.com. Stephanie R. Powell at me, me.com. Email me and let me know what you think about these laws. Let me know what you think about education, public education. Um, oh, gosh, I heard a forum about um, public education, money, private education, money, and charter school education and money. Charter schools are not private. They're public. Um, and I can tell you, they're not always that great. But we are all trying. So I just, I have some experience in charter schools too. So I just want to talk to you. There's some better than others and uh, would love to get in a conversation or answer some questions about charter schools versus uh, school district or ISDs and private schools. Would love to. So uh, we could talk about that, where money is allocated, how it's allocated, how much money um, uh, in, in our funding that goes where. So I uh, would love to talk more about that and um, equity or sometimes inequities in schools. But I have got to run because my time is up today. I had so much fun researching this. I had so much fun talking to you guys about this. I look forward to you guys reaching out to me to let me know what your questions are. Let me know that you saw me on Essential Pedagogy because I might think it's junk mail. So just let me know that you saw me on um, Essential Pedagogy and I'll give you a shout out on the next show, okay? 
So until next time, this is Steph the Educator on Essential Pedagogy. Yeah, 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 yeah.